Welcome to Chip Chat, an interview series that connects you with technology experts around the issues that industry is focused on today. And now your host, Allison Klein. Welcome to Chip Chat. My name is Allison Klein. We're coming to you live from the National Association of Broadcasters Convention in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I've got two guests with me today. The first guest is Peter Beecroft, VP of IP Video Products at Nokia. Welcome, Peter. Hi, Allison. And the second guest is Raj Ramamurthy, Telco Storage Segment Lead Manager at Intel. Hi. So, an exciting interview topic today. We talk a lot about cloud computing on Chip Chat, but this is a really interesting application of cloud computing in terms of delivery of content. Why don't we just get started with, Peter, your focus at Nokia as the VP of IP video products. So it's a very interesting time at the moment. So you have multiple devices consuming video, storage being removed from the home, and that creates some challenges for both cloud computing in general and also networking that we're working through in terms of technology and, and also how we are deploying that with our customers. Some of the challenges are content rights based, and that has an impact on the scaling and technology challenges that we've been working with, with Intel for a period of time now to address. Raj, you lead a focus on telco storage. What is the unique twist of storage in telco, and how does that differ from the other market segments that sure, we're addressing? Sure, great question. A couple of items. One would be for the comm segment in particular. They have a very specific set of needs in terms of timing, in terms of being able to deliver certain content on time or being able to make certain connections on time. So making sure that as part of the overall system where storage actually fits in, it doesn't have any kind of additional latency on top of what they do. It's a low latency requirement and, and also a very, very tight cost point. Especially for this application, you're really competing against consumer-grade storage in the, in the home, mm-hmm. moving that into the network, which you have to optimize around the application, around the user experience, monetize in different ways because you're using commercial-grade storage And the challenge around the content rights, especially around private copy, is you are recording individual videos for each individual user. So there isn't synergies in terms of the ingest performance or of the actual total storage required. So it's been a tough, tough challenge to address. And we've been very successful. The uh, business cases that we're working through with customers showing that this is the right solution for the market. And it looks like it's going to be a very good year. So cloud DVR, when I read about this, I was like, oh, yeah, sign me up. This sounds awesome. So tell me a little bit about the product that you're delivering to the market. Sure. So it's really taking the shackles off the DVR experience in the home. So there are some content rights challenges. So lots of people think this is nirvana and you can record every single piece of content and and view it on every single device wherever you are wherever you are in the world there are some content rights issues that restrict and we think that will change over a period of time but it really does enable an end user to do what they really want to do with with content and consume and view how they want to so if you think if you have a set of box in home today with a with a hard disk in that's relatively locked physically Um, with it being network based you're free to consume it on any device you whip whether it's a tablet a phone a pc or a set of box or connected TV in the home in a traditional sense. But also it means you're able to shift your viewing. So if you start watching something on your phone, maybe on a train on the way home, mm-hmm. you arrive home, you can continue watching where you left off. I guess the one other point to add to that is serviceability is one key issue with the set-top boxes. So being able to manage that more efficiently on the back end side of the 
infrastructure makes it a lot more easier for the people who are actually building that service out. So not every individual in a home needs to become an engineer to run their DVR. That's definitely an advantage. And also one of the big events with a television service is actually if the set-top box fails or the hard disk fails and people lose potentially years of recordings that they've saved, that can be an event where they kind of sit back and go, well, I've lost my content. Am I with the provider? Is there a better deal out there? So actually taking that out of the home and providing a more reliable service, as well as some of the freedom on the consumption device, is a real stickiness factor for the subscriber. Now you talked about content rights. I'm assuming that what you're talking about is that when you purchase a piece of content, you're licensed to watch it in a particular geography. So if you're traveling, I don't know, going to the beach in Thailand, you may not still have access to that. So actually, sometimes it's restricted actually to the home. So it's, okay. it's not even just restricted within a country. This is an area that's changing. So it may be varies by provider, so by channel. That difference needs to be managed very carefully in the application. So how users are informed what they can and can't do. At the end of the day, this all comes down to monetization of content by the people who own it. So it's a multi-billion dollar industry. They need to protect that revenue to be able to produce content mm-hmm. and keep producing content. But also the consumers want flexibility. So there will be a middle ground that comes to fruition over the next few years. Now let's go under the hood of this device and talk about the technologies employed to deliver this. You know, Obviously, this is a cloud-based device, so I'm assuming that it's running on some sort of... Intel server. Yes, and it's uh, probably running on uh, some sort of open source orchestration solution. So why don't you tell me, Raj, what we've got under the hood of this box? Sure. So Nokia actually has built a really nice framework around open source Ceph implementation for storage. Where we have been partnering with Nokia very closely on this one is being able to deliver the right type of performance with the right type of latency thresholds and being able to make it work across different types of hardware. And that's a key value prop in this model is that they can actually put in different types of hardware or aggregate disparate hardware across their infrastructure or based on the customer needs. And you can still deliver the same type of solution across all of those different types of devices there. And Intel specifically has been focusing on delivering more efficient storage solutions in that space. And towards that, we've been actually working with the Ceph community in building out an Erasure Code plugin that's optimized for Intel architecture as part of the solution there. Very nice. Now, that's been absolutely crucial for us because we've had to get to a very high level of performance and actually a very low cost point that without working together and working with the open source community wouldn't have been addressed. So it's been a tough challenge, it's been exciting, um, and it's been very successful. Now tell me about how much capacity one of these cloud DVRs offers. Depends on the customer and and how many subscribers, so it's subscriber and and content driven. Mm -hmm. But some of the projections we have with customers is into the the hundreds and hundreds of petabytes in in, inside. Oh, that's a lot of movies. Yeah, yeah, so the the, (laughs) deployment we're working for at the moment will be about 100 servers towards the end of this year and this keeps growing every year obviously more content's being recorded more content's coming available more subscribers that drives more and more storage it's not just the storage piece although we're using Ceph for the distributed storage we're also using Intel technology and, and Intel CPUs for video processing on top so mm-hmm. if we need to modify the video to work on different devices if we need to insert advertisements or manage blackouts maybe for around sporting events events, we do all of that on the same servers that are being used for the storage. So it's a parallel system for both storage and processing. One of the next pieces that we're currently working, um, we've called just-in-time transcoding, 
where we're actually using the Iris HD Pro GPUs, where we can actually reduce the numbers of formats being stored and recreating that content in different formats dependent on the playout device. So that's one area where we've been able to price optimize and make the system more viable. But also, when these systems get to these hundreds and hundreds of petabytes of size, there becomes challenges for our customers in terms of data center space, cooling, heat, sure. and the popularity of content over a number of years. Even though a user may have a program that's been recorded for three or five years, storing every single format that they could play it back on is very wasteful. So sure. you know, we're working on future optimizations and again, working with Intel to deliver that. That's fantastic. Well, Peter and Raj, thank you so much for coming on the program. Just one final question for each of you. If folks want to learn more about the product that you talked about or any of the technologies that Nokia and Intel have been working on, can you just provide us a place we can find more information? They can go to intel.com slash storage is one place to get some of that information, or they can reach out to us through the Intel field account team if necessary. And nokia.com IP dash video. Fantastic. Thanks so much for taking the time today. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Visit ChipChat online at intel.com slash chipchat. And for more information on data center technologies, visit intel.com slash bigdata, intel.com slash cloud, and intel.com slash data center optimization. 